Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Dear friend, today, from the International Gospel Hour, let's talk about the Ten Commandments in light of the source of which we read them, the Holy Bible. Let's bring forth open minds, open hearts, and open Bibles, and let's answer the question, are the Ten Commandments for us today? Stay with us right here on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. Thank you to our Jay Webb for those kind words, and we appreciate you tuning in to our broadcast here from the International Gospel Hour. We appreciate the feedback from so many of you and your kind interest in the things that be of God. We come today with the joy of taking the Word of God, the Holy Bible, to seek out our answers of God's will for our lives. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 reminds us that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And then Paul continues in 2 Timothy chapter 4 when he gave the charge and the challenge to Timothy to preach the word to be instant in season and out of season. Let's consider those thoughts today as our study before us is a question. Does the Lord expect you and I to keep the Ten Commandments today? Now, dear friends, whenever I see or hear a question put forth to someone, well, obviously I want to know the answer but I also want to know how the answer is arrived. Just give me a straightforward answer, and then let's see where we come with that answer. Now, since I prefer that approach, well, it's only fair that I do the same. So with the question, does the Lord expect you and I to keep the Ten Commandments today, our answer from the outset would be a definitive no in light of our study of the Bible. Now, dear friends, that may shock you coming from a religious broadcast, but please consider this. When you look at it, if one lived by the Ten Commandments only today, well, that's not a bad way to live, but we will submit to you from the Word of God, it is not the best way to live today. It may cease or prevent failure in one's life in a number of the areas that the Ten Commandments bring forth, but it falls short of faithfulness to God and what God asks of us today. For example, the average soul that believes there is a God, yet doesn't rise to assemble to worship, could hold the Ten Commandments only, and it would never save them. Now, with that being said, Let's expound on our answer by seeing what the Lord does expect from us today. And dear friends, before we begin that study to answer our question, here is a brief message about our friends at HouseToHouse.com. We at International Gospel Hour appreciate our co-laborers at HouseToHouse.com, an outstanding website with topic research, free materials, and an excellent media section. 
Check it out today at HouseToHouse.com, and please request a free copy of House to House Heart to Heart. May this be of aid in your studies. Dear friends, first of all, God does expect us to know the things that were written aforetime. We take that from Romans 15, verse 4, when Paul said, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Now, the things written before or aforetime, we find the Ten Commandments given within the law. That is, within the Old Covenant, or what we call the Old Testament. From Deuteronomy chapter 4, beginning with verse 10, Especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children." Then you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire in the midst of heaven, with darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. And the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. You only heard a voice. So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. In verse 14, And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments, that you might observe them in the land where you cross over to possess. Now notice, dear friends, the covenant called the Ten Commandments, and then also in verse 14, the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments. We see this elaborated from Exodus 34, verses 27 and 28, when the Lord said to Moses, Write these words, for according to the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. So he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He ate neither bread nor drank water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Now concerning the restoration within the king of or within the reign, rather, of King Hezekiah, Second Chronicles 31.3 says, The king also appointed a portion of his possessions for the burnt offerings, for the morning and evening burnt offerings, the burnt offerings for the Sabbaths and the new moons, and the set feast as it is written in the law of the Lord. So, dear friends, when we find concerning Israel in the Old Testament, We find the Ten Commandments, the statutes, the judgments of that time, all within the covenant unto Israel. And I find 2 Chronicles 31.3 interesting of what they are to do for the Sabbaths, which is stated in the Old, or rather in the Ten Commandments, and the set feast that is set forth within the Mosaical Law, as it is written in the Law of the Lord. They are all combined as one. Now, some within the religious world wish to separate what God has placed together, as in the moral law, or the Ten Commandments, or the ceremonial law, the remainder of the Old Testament. But, dear friends, if one researches the terms moral law or ceremonial law, you cannot find those terms. However, please listen of interest the phrase, whole law. From Second Chronicles 33.8 Neither will I any more remove the foot of Israel from out of the land which I have appointed for your fathers, so that they will take heed to do all that I have commanded them according to the 
whole law and the statutes and ordinances by the hand of Moses. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you, whosoever you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. In James chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, please notice what is entailed in the whole law. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend at one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now, if you commit no adultery, yet if you kill, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak you, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. We must also again refer to Second Chronicles 31.3, to where we find that he appointed for the king's portion of his substance for the burnt offerings, to wit, for the morning and evening burnt offerings, and the burnt offerings for the Sabbaths and for the new moons and for the set feast, as it is written in the law of the Lord. It's all one and the same. The Apostle Paul instructs us what was written aforetime and how it is to be looked upon and accepted from the text of 2 Corinthians 3, 6-14. Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadfastly at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? Now, folks, you and I can see the wording of this text. But Paul is bringing forth something that is better. Verse 9 of 2 Corinthians 3, For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. Now, verse 11, For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. For until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. Now, dear friends, when I see ministers of the new covenant, when I see what was engraved on stones was glorious, but there are, there's the ministry of the Spirit, rather, which is more glorious. Dear friends, I understand that when I look upon the Ten Commandments as they are in the Old Covenant or Old Testament, And I see the teachings therein that, yes, let me know the things written before time or afore time or what was written before. God does expect us to know the things that were written before. But secondly, God does expect us to handle aright or rightly divide the word of truth. That's 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. 
So let's see how we can rightly divide the word of truth. Now, Romans 3.19, Paul says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Now, dear friends, is it fair to say that those who lived under the law of Moses would abide by the law of Moses and within the Ten Commandments? Let's consider further Galatians 3, beginning with verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the spirit of promise through faith. Now, dear friends, may I submit to you, Abraham was before Moses in the giving of the Ten Commandments. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men. Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made, He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, which is, or who is, Christ. Now, verse 17 of Galatians 3. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Now, dear friends, I can understand the promise to Abraham. I can understand the relationship to the law and even to now. But now we go to the New Testament where in Matthew 5.17, Jesus did state, I came not to destroy, but to fulfill. He came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. How did he do so? Well, the word fulfill means to fill it full. In Galatians 4, beginning with verse 4, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Galatians chapter 3, beginning with verse 23, speaks of Moses and the law. And Paul says, But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Dear friends, are are we seeing that the old covenant and how it has served its purpose, and now we are under a new covenant? Well, the Hebrew writer affirms it this way. In Hebrews 8, beginning with verse 6, But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry. Now, moments ago we saw in Second Corinthians 3, more glorious. Uh, what is much more glorious? Now, more excellent ministry. Inasmuch that he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. And then in verses 8 through 12, we find where the Hebrew writer, through inspiration, is bringing forth the fulfillment of the prophecy in Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, which was also penned by inspiration. And the conclusion, Hebrews 8, 13. 
in that he says a new covenant. He has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Dear friends, when we rightly divide or handle aright the word of truth, we understand the covenant promise to Abraham, we understand what was made unto Israel, and we understand what was made unto us. Now, I want to pause here, dear friends, because we are encouraged of the interest of study material that is requested of us here at International Gospel Hour. Everything that we extend from the International Gospel Hour is free. You'll never hear us ask for your money for anything that we send out. We're able to provide free study material. We do a study course by mail. We'd love to send it to you to begin your renewal study of God's Word, or if you're looking for a guide to help you understand God's Word, here is our J-Web with those details. Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers for free a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be of God. And now, thirdly, friends, God does expect us to be obedient to the law of Christ. We note the law of Christ mentioned Romans 8 and verse 1, where there is no condemnation, and Galatians 6 and verse 2. Let us consider Colossians 2, begin with verse 13, when Paul said, "...and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he is made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses." having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principles, or rather principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food, or in drink, or in regarding a festival, or a new moon, or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ." Now, dear friends, notice he mentions things that some call a moral law or a ceremonial law, but they're all together as the whole law, shadow of things to come. In Ephesians 2, 14 through 16, we note that Christ broke down the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. And verse 15 says, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, Dear friends, we see where Jesus took the Old Covenant and nailed it to the cross. Now, sometimes an individual may say, well, nine of the Ten Commandments were brought over. But if that is the case, dear friends, if we're bringing something over, then we're bypassing the cross, and we simply will not do that because in light of God's Word. We go back to Colossians 2 and Ephesians 2, and we see what Jesus did at the cross. Now, have we considered how Jesus fulfilled the law, the Ten Commandments, as He embraced prior motives and intentions, as well as clear and open actions? As they were nailed to the cross, Jesus attached His teachings in our hearts. 
we understand that His Word will judge us in the last day. John 12:48. Even Paul said, The things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. Let's see if time will allow us to do this. Let's consider each one of the Ten Commandments and yet see how Jesus attached His teaching or replaced His teachings and how the New Testament brings forth, again as we've noticed, something more glorious and better. No other gods before me in Exodus 20 and verse 3. Well, such is affirmed in 1 Corinthians 8 verses 4 through 6 that we are not to be answering to so-called gods. And Paul says, There is one God the Father of whom are all things. Let's tie into that no graven images from Exodus 20 verses 4 through 6. The New Testament tells us to keep ourselves from idols, 1 John 5:21, to flee from idolatry, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 14, even covetousness and greed, which is idolatry, Colossians 3, 5. We're not to take the name of the Lord God in vain, according to Exodus 20 and verse 7, but Jesus perfected and fulfilled such teaching when he said in Matthew 5:33, again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. And I say unto you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And we're even reminded in Matthew twelve thirty six that every idle word men may speak, they will give an account in the day of judgment. To remember the Sabbath day from Exodus 28 through 11, it is of interest that the Christians... In Acts 20 and verse 7, met upon the first day of the week. And in 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, such is affirmed as well. To honor thy father and mother from Exodus 20 and verse 12. Well, Ephesians 6, 1 and 2, we're taught, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. But there's even more so when the perfect law that comes forth, the law of liberty, 1 Timothy 5, 4, how that we are to honor or show piety at home and repay our parents. Where thou shalt not kill, is stated in Exodus 20 and verse 13, Jesus affirmed in Matthew 5, 21 and 22, You heard it was said of those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But Jesus started dealing with the heart. Whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whoever will say to his brother, Rekha, shall be in danger of the counsel, etc. And in 1 John 3.15, whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Dear friends, an individual could walk along the Ten Commandments and not kill, but if they hate their brother in their hearts, now you see how things come forth as more glorious and better how we can grow. Thou shalt not commit adultery, Matthew five twenty seven and 28. You've heard it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks on a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Thou shalt not steal, from Exodus twenty fifteen, Ephesians four twenty eight. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Thou shalt not bear false witness, Exodus 20.16. Here's the greater law. Therefore, putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another, Ephesians 4.25. Colossians 3.9. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. 
And thou shalt not covet from Exodus 20.17. We go back to Colossians 3 and verse 5, mentioned briefly moments ago, that we put to death those things and covetousness which is idolatry. And in 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 10, Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. Dear friends, it's not that which is brought over, but we wish today to look at these teachings and to see what is brought forth within the New Testament, the testament that is in force this day, Hebrews nine fourteen through 17 and that is brought forth through Christ, our great high priest, who shed his blood once and for all. We'll pause here, and we'll be back in about 30 seconds. Have you downloaded the International Gospel Hour app for your iPhone or Android? Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android, search International Gospel Hour, and download our app free. Our app allows access to our website, social media, podcast, our YouTube channel, and other resources. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today. It's free. So, dear friends, as we begin... We will end with our vital question today. Does the Lord expect you and I to keep the Ten Commandments today? Our Bible answer is a no when we consider the things written before time. We rarely divide and handle the word of truth and acknowledge the better covenant under better promises with a better hope as a better testament. And that's Hebrews 7 and verse 8. Dear friends, just simply let us be better in Christ with His teaching. That's why we plead to listen to His Word and to believe it with all of our hearts, John 8:24. As Jesus taught us to repent of our sins, Luke 13 and verse 3, to confess Him before men, Matthew 10:32, and as noted in some earlier text, to be baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins, Acts 2, verse 38. Dear friends, will you do these things today? And let's continue our studies together another time. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory.